Were you an athlete, school teacher, or maybe worked in a corporate world? Our careers, they tend to be the way that we identify ourselves. Now, what happens when that identity is taken from you? We found ours in real estate. Now, let us help you find yours on a free agent real estate investing podcast. Starting now. Welcome to the Free Agent Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Stratton Brown. So, guys, and I'm your other host, Michael Butler. How's it going? It's going good. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're growing like crazy. We love getting the feedback from everybody talking to us about it. Please, sure. if you get any value, go and like it and share it with your all your friends. Yes, Let yes, them know. Yes. Let them know. Let them come get this value. I think today's topic is really good. Oh, you think so? I think today's topic is really good. <laughs> it's a, it, it is a good one because I think it relates to a lot, right? We talk about life, real estate, just whatever. It's just, it's, I think it's, it's going to touch a lot of people. All right. So, I mean, you talk about the topic up front. Like, say, what well, let's you're, do some what housekeeping you're trying to take first. Us. Let's do some housekeeping first, right? Okay, we talk, so. okay. <laughs> let's do some housekeeping, right? So, uh, go ahead, Strat. If you guys are looking for any type of virtual staff, go to callmagicians.com. They will take care of you. And this is for any business processing, cold calling, administrative help, whatever you need. They'll take care of you with anything. Anything. And then also, guys, you know, if you're looking to scale your business, you're looking to uh, run comps, analyze your deals, uh, come up with good offers, uh, pull lists, skip tracing, all that good stuff, man, go to MainlineComps.com. Um, there you'll get a seven-day free trial with PropStream. Again, that is MainlineComps.com. And again, guys, comment. Let us know where you're watching from. Let us know the issues you're having. And this could be real estate business. Today's going to be a lot more, what's it called, business and mindset set. Yeah, for sure. This is a well-rounded podcast, right? We specialize in real estate, but our advice is for all walks of life. So talk to me about it. Talk to me about what you got going on, boss. All right, man. So I got I to be, I haven't determined whether, you know, I'm not going to, um, and it's not like it's something crazy, right? I'm, I'm probably just not gonna uh, name drop and stuff like that. I don't want to, I don't want to um, throw people business out there like that. So, excuse me, I have my blue, uh, blue slushy from uh, Taco Bell. Oh. <laughs> Fire, right? Fire. Um, so no, yeah. So 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 basically, it's a um, as you guys. I mean, might as well for fuck it. Um, I'm the oldest, right? I'm the oldest of like six, six kids. So, um, my, my youngest brother, he's, he just started college, you know, when the pandemic and everything hit, right? He's a, he's a freshman at city and stuff like that. And so, um, it's been, it's been a difficult year for him in a sense of sports, right. And then a, a transition, if anything, right. So, oh, yeah. um, he's gone on, he's, you know, started working. I think they still work out and stuff like that for, uh, for city. Um, but he reached out to me yesterday and he, he always he always reached out to me. And it's, it's kind of funny because like he's 20, wait, he's 19, he's 19. And then I'm, you know, I'm 31. So it's a, the age gap is crazy, but I'm the oldest by eight years. Um, oh, so where I am in life is nowhere, yeah, <laughs> nowhere near my siblings. They'll call me one to talk like what you doing. I'm like, bro, I got three kids. <laughs> right. So he just calls and just just frustrated a little bit. I guess they're doing, you know, football workouts and stuff like that. And. He's struggling with some things, and so kind of had to give him a little pep talk, um, you know, just about growth and just constantly getting better and um, hearing the hearing the hearing the message and not the tone, 
um, things like that. And, and I swear to you not, probably about 15 minutes later, I end up on the phone with my sister about almost the same thing, bro. So um, talking about growth. So both of them are at a point in their life where, where things are starting to change and it's different. And all that advice people used to tell you when you were younger and you kind of blew it off. <laughs> starts yeah. biting you, in the, you know what I mean? It starts to come up and become relevant. Um, so just reiterating those things for him. What's up, Blake? What's going on, Blake? My man, my man. So, yeah, so that's kind of what a topic is. Uh, that's kind of where we're going with it when we talk about growth and just what it looks like, where it comes from sometimes, how it, how it pops up in your life, and ultimately how to deal with those things. So I ran into this when I got to college. Same thing, right, to where – and you'll run into it in every aspect of life to your – when you're the big fish in a little pond, things are really easy. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that you are a very small fish in a very, very large pond when you get yeah. to college. Yeah. Like there are very exceptional people who go in there and dominate, but more than likely, like you're going to get there and everybody's as fast as you. Yeah. Everybody's as strong as you. Yeah. <laughs> what, the only way I separated myself in college was with my work ethic and like mm-hmm. more film and like having to work harder and like develop actual skills instead of just having yeah. athletic ability. Well, it's funny. It's funny how that, it, that that's how you separated yourself because um again i don't know the level of kind of play of kind of you know where you played and stuff like that in high school um but just kind of where the league that i played in when i was in high school bro i was 6'3 215 um and it wasn't a lot of huge people in our league you know what i mean so i kind of just tossed <laughs> just tossed dudes you know what i mean i kind of just did whatever uh however in a sense of you know it didn't take me much effort to do it so i had a bad work ethic like you know what i mean like i kind of was just better than everybody and so when I got to Fresno State, man, that was that was a <laughs> it was uh-huh. an eye opener for me. And we had a guy, uh, we had a, uh, one of our strength coaches, Mo, uh, Moses Cabrera. Um, last time I checked, he was still the strength coach for the Patriots. Um, and I remember that I, I was just struggling. I was on a hill one day. Um, I don't even know what was wrong with me. I was probably tapping out of something. I don't know. You know what I mean? But you just going through my own mental emotions. <laughs> and um, I remember we're just on the hill, and he's like, "Oh, did you play any other sports?" And I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I played baseball. He was like, oh, you know, what you, what you play? I was like, oh, center field, da, 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 right? And so we're just talking. He's like, you know, were you good at it? And I was like, you know, I had a partial scholarship to, you know, Fresno uh, Pacific, you know. And he was like, well, you probably should have just stayed stuck with baseball. And I was like, oh shit, like here I, you know, I mean, here I am feeling like he's just chopping it up with me, you know. And he's like, you know what I think about you? And I was like, you know, it's one of them questions where you like, you know, uh, you know what I mean? And he was just like, I think. I think that uh, when you were in high school, you were better than everybody else. You know, you didn't have to work that hard, you know. And then when you got here, everyone was that guy in high school. You know what I mean? He's like, and now you have a hard time competing because you never had to compete before in your life. Right. You've and never bro, had to fucking compete. You never had to compete. Like, you know what I mean? It, it got You got here and it's a dogfight, bro, because everybody was that dude in high school. You know what I'm saying? And so that was an eye opener for me, man. And so. And I didn't have a work ethic to fall back on, you know what I mean? Because everything was just – and my head coach would tell me all the time, like, you got to go. You got to go. And I'm like, Psh. you know what I mean? You just shrug it off. You yelling, bro, I'm whooping everybody ass. Like, what, what do you mean I got to go? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. Man, and we were talking before this started to where, like, people were – they're getting frustrated and they think things will get better. But if you're growing, there will always be problems. You'll probably always feel this way and you're just used to it. Yeah. Like no matter what you're doing, you have problems and hopefully you're getting bigger and better problems. Yeah. And like we talk about the Mickey Mouse issues. 
Like, <laughs> hopefully your problems become Mickey Mouse issues and you've grown more to where it's not an issue anymore and you have to think higher and you have to think yeah. bigger and you have yeah. to think more complex. Mm-hmm. And um, so just, just kind of going into that, like that conversation that, that, that we had, it was like, um, you know, it was one of those things where everyone's the same now, right? He's like, everyone's good. You know, that's kind of what he's saying. And and so then, I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, people people get better, bro. Like people continue to work. The, the problem the problem is, you know, did you get better? Yes. You know, and so uh, what, so, so the first thing I ask, like, well, what is some of the feedback that you're getting? And he's just like, you know, they mentioned about coming off the ball and having his hands, you know, locked out because he plays D-line, you know, having your uh-huh. hands locked out. Right. He'd have his elbows still bent when he's pressing them. So, um Okay. You, you you get what I'm saying? Like he's not yeah. coming off fully extended. Right. And so I'm telling him, I'm like, well, well, that's the shit that you know, I'm pretty sure his coach in high school is Nico Mata. Nico is teaching him that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm telling him, I'm like, bro, I'm pretty sure whatever it is that they're telling you is probably the same shit Nico was telling you last year and the year before that. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, bro, I said, you need to call him, you know, because it, it becomes that that's kind of one of those gut checks type things, right? You know, I'm like, you call him. I say he played that position at a very high level. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to get advice from anybody, that's who you should be talking to. And so I was like, you just call him and let him know, like, hey, hey, coach, everything that you've talked about, like, you know, I understand it's right. And I'm getting to a point in my life where it's starting to, you know, show itself, you know. And so uh, just ask him, you know, what he think. I said, because, I mean, I can always coach it. But, I mean, when you when you played for someone who played at such a high level at the same position, like, call him, dude. And so we just talked about that. You just you just got to continue to get better. I'm like, and of course you're gonna start feeling like overwhelmed. You're gonna feel like, you know, you're you're not getting better, and you feel like he's yelling at you, telling you, you know, your first step and your hands and your hit, you know, your pad level, right? I said all you keep hearing is hands, foot, pad level. I'm like, bro, well, you 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 gotta hear that. You gotta hear the message, but don't hear the tone. I was like, but you're not gonna be able to do it all at once. I'm like, just go in one week and just be like, you know what? I'm gonna have the bet the best first step. All week, you know what I mean? That's what I'm working on. That's all you First can step, do. Right? So you, you're not going to be hearing hands, step, you know, pad level. All you're going to be hearing is, you, he's, I'm like, he's still going to be yelling at you. <laughs> but all you're going to hear now is pad level, hands, pad level, hands. You ain't going to hear, you know, step your, your first step, pad levels, hands. And so I just told him, you know, just take it one at a time, man. Bro, and I mean, I can take this two different ways. I think sports are so amazing. Yeah. Because it shows you that you can work on something and get better at it and then you mm-hmm. know like oh i can change my life mm-hmm. i can i can control something i can work at it i can see oh well i'm better now mm-hmm. i'm getting what i want to where a lot of people who don't if you aren't doing anything competitive i would say and like i think you could get better from like debate you can get better from a lot of things to where like if you see okay i have to practice me practicing shows me that okay now i can compete at the level i want to compete at and i can win mm-hmm. and you taste the winning and you taste all of that hard work you put into that yeah, just to take that next step forward and win and do something. Excuse and they me. talk about it like not being, fu- you know, you know, I just, I don't know if I'm having as much fun as I did before. It's because you ain't fucking people right? up and anymore. I'm like, I'm like, bro, you know where fun comes from? I Winning. Said, fun, <laughs> fun comes from when you, when you done prepared all off season, right? You done studied, you done did all this. You don't, you done sat in the mirror, shooting your hands, taking that first step. I'm like, and then you go out there and you just whoop on everybody ass. Like that's what becomes fun because you done prepared harder than anybody else. So now your skill level done rose. So now this shit's fun because you're not thinking about what you're doing no more. You just get to play. 
And that's the same thing in real estate, right? When we even wholesaling, when we talk about if you're cold calling direct mail and texting, you're probably going to get frustrated because you, it's not going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's going to be a lot of different systems, a lot of, you know, KPIs to try to uh, track, a lot of data that you're going to have to sort through on how you're formatting it to upload it to batch, upload it to, you know what I mean? Like all these different systems, call tools, whatever it may be. But if you just stick to, to cold calling and you're just on call tools and that's all you're focusing on, well, yeah, the shit's going to be fun. So when everyone else is complaining about how hard cold calling is, the shit, you're going to be having a blast because you're, you're going to be locking up deals. Bro. And like, and I love you taking it back to real estate. And we can talk about, there's a book Mike Michalowicz wrote called Fix This Next. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about if your business was a house and you worked on all these different things, your house would be a fucking disaster, right? So you'd have like a half finished room. You'd have bro, like a quarter of a swimming pool. That's what my house looks like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like yeah. you aren't focused. Like you're okay, we're going to build out a buyer's list. And then you're like, a quarter of the way through, and then you get distracted by another thing, and you aren't squirrel again. We're sitting here for a week, and we're gonna get our arms right. Yeah, we're gonna sit, we're gonna press out, we're gonna get there, and we're gonna get there, and we're gonna get there. And then, hey, I know it's muscle memory, and like that part of our business, that part of our game is fixed, it's built out until later. We don't have to do anything else. That one's good. Now we can move on to the next one. Like, you can't mm-hmm. get better at something all at the same time. Like, it no, it it's doesn't work time. that way. It's not enough time to, to be able to the time that it takes to and you and you never really perfect it <laughs> you know what i mean no. but just to master a skill you know i think mastering is, is a whole lot better than saying perfect it because you'll never perfect it but you can master um how to do it you know what i mean and i think when when we talked about first getting started in real estate and how fresno just fresno in itself right we're in different you know Central Valley is huge, but when we just talk specifically Fresno, we talked about how tough it is to try to do all the zip codes. And we talked about how I had to focus on a zip code before I actually started closing deals. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like it took me getting down to one zip code to when I knew, kind of like what Mike Zuber talks about, you know, knowing your market. Legitimately. It's 100% what he's saying. Like I knew when things moved in, in that zip code, you know what I mean? And so, when something came up, I knew exactly what it, what it, what I can sell it, what I can move it for. I knew exactly what I could lock it up at. I knew exactly, you know, when the year was built. I knew it was, you know, like I, I think I, I used to tell you all the time, right? I'm like, it's either a two one three one. It's between eight hundred to eleven hundred square feet. You're gonna get 140, 150 ARV. Rehab's typically gonna be between twenty five to forty five thousand dollars. Right, that's the six. You know what I mean? Like you just you have to know that those things. And once I once I knew that, and I didn't got to a point where I just had it on lock. All right, now I'm I'm ready to do more volume. So now I'm gonna start, you know, adding more zip codes to it. But you got to be able to master uh, uh, master a skill first. You can't. And I mean, you want to go deeper, not wider. And I think this is something a lot of people struggle with. I don't. When you're first getting started, I think you do need to master one marketing mm-hmm. channel. Yeah. You need to master one marketing channel. And then once you're done with that and like you, it's done, like it's on lock, like, okay, we're cold calling. Now we have all of our systems in place for cold calling and I don't do anything in it anymore. Mm-hmm. If anything, I need to make tweaks. Now I can go on to the next step. Yes. Now we can add on another marketing channel mm-hmm. because it's, you have to learn again, you have to learn something new to make sure it's working the right way and it's efficient. Yeah. You got to be able to know when, when it stops working, right? You got you to gotta know when it stops being efficient and why. And, and why that is that's the huge one that's that's the why 
Um, but then getting back to the growth part of it, um, it all just stemmed from it can become frustrating. And I'm going to try to correlate this with just with real estate and not not so much the conversation that we had. Um, but the biggest thing was just it's a it's a good thing when you become when you start getting anxious or you start feeling frustrated or, you know, you feel like shit's going bad or you don't you know, what I mean, you don't know which way to go. Like a lot of people take that and they go the other direction. And that's why, you know, the failure rate is just so high because it's so easy to just just tap out, you know, and oh, yeah. um, Rob, uh, Rob Golden, you know, freaking phenomenal dude, man, went to Edison High School here in Fresno, uh, went on and played four years at Arizona, <laughs> played, you know, played as a true freshman, Army All-American, went on and played like seven, eight years with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and he just opened up his own school here, the, the Golden Charter Charter Academy. Um, he posted something on uh, Twitter uh, earlier this week, and I thought it was freaking phenomenal because he talked about how many years he played, you know, football with Pop Warner, you know, junior high, high school, college before he was able to play, you know, however many years it was that he played in the NFL. He talked about um, what was the other one? He talked about how long, shit, how long he played. I, I, man, I, I'm not doing it no justice, but he just talked about all the great accomplishments he had had in his life and then how long it took before it the bore golden, fruit. Huh? Before, before it bore, bore fruit. fruit. Yes, before the school. Like right now, we're seeing the school coming up to accepting kids now, but how he, I guess he had been working on it for like three or four years just to get it approved. You know what I mean? And so some of the biggest milestones in his life, he was like, they, they've taken the longest. Oh yeah. You know, and he's just like anything worth having, like it, it, it takes the time. It takes the effort. Like this shit doesn't happen, but overnight. And I know we hear it all the time. I know it feels like, you know, we're just shooting a day, what are they yeah, kicking a dead horse? But I mean, it, it really is what it is. And that's why people are sometimes stuck in a low performing um, area because it's just easy to be there. You know, it's it's easy to just be at a, at that type of level because when you start to push yourself and you start to get uncomfortable, you know that's really where the change starts to, starts to happen. And so we got to always be finding ways to get us in in that type of situation. Well, so and Derek Cuff like posted this the other day. Yep, out of Houston. Yeah, out of Houston, and he was like, "It's really hard being broke, and it's really hard trying to get rich. So you might as well be trying for something." <laughs> like, and if that's not the realest thing I've that's ever the heard, shit ever. Yeah, like, he was like, Bro, it's really hard. It's really hard being broke. I personally think it's really hard being broke, and it's really hard owning a business and doing things. But you choose wouldn't, your heart. Wouldn't you rather like yeah. just do the hard thing that's probably going to give you more? Because yeah. I truly think being broke is hard. Like yeah. you're living a hard life. You have to look yeah. at your bank account for like one thing. Like you can't be like, yeah, let's go do this. You yeah. have to think that's hard. That's mentally straining. That's I was exhausting. getting my haircut. I was getting my haircut this week, and, and um, they were talking about. I guess gas prices were like over four, four, four dollars or something like that. And I was like, for real? He was like, yeah, bro. He's like, when the last time you pumped gas? I was like, and I felt bad because I had just left the gas station, bro. <laughs> just left the gas station, and they're like, bro, you didn't even look at how much the gas was. And I was like, you know, and you know how people are. I'm just like, bro, it wasn't, you know, I, it ain't like that. Like, <laughs> it ain't like that. At the end of the day, I need gas. But like, I'm like, it, it's just a blessing to not, you know, I think last time I checked, it was like around $3.70 something at Costco. But I was just telling them, I'm like, but it's one of those things where like, I know I need it. That's a Mickey Mouse and, problem. 
It's a Mickey Mouse. Pop, you know? <laughs> Unfortunately, right? But I'm just like, bro, like, but that, but like you said, it's hard being broke. You know what I mean? And it's hard running a business. And when you talk about how, you know, those Mickey Mouse problems are things that people like literally stress. Those are stressors, bro. Like those are big stressors. And so I don't, I don't, I'm glad I don't have some of those in my life. You know what I mean? And, and, and I don't mean that as a flex at all, but like the things that I think about sometimes um, that I used to think about or were real concerns for me, it, it's crazy to think how some, you know, a lot of people live. Well, you, you need know, bigger problems. You yeah, always need bigger need problems. You're going to have problems regardless. So there might as well be some problems. good, big ass you know I mean? problems. <laughs> it's not like to be broke problems. You know what I mean? So, you know, those are things that you can change. And I, man, like life is, and I was talking to my dad about this. Troy, he was like, yeah, but I mean, I've had so much going on. And I was legitimately just like, bro, there is always something going on in life. Like, I, I don't think there's ever a time in my life towards something is not going on. It's like, I can't use that as an excuse for something. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we had a lot going on right now, so we couldn't do this, or I couldn't do this. And like, what, what my dad smokes, right? And I was like, hey, like, what the fuck's going on with that shit? You're close mm -hmm. to quitting? And he was like, no, I got a lot going on. And that's what, I was like, bro, we all have a lot going on. And I know you will always have this much going on no matter what. So yeah. like, we can't use that as an excuse. Just gotta find better ways of <laughs> being organized. And I, and then getting uncomfortable and like it's hard and I can use the self-storage shit, bro. Like I, I've talked about this. Like mm -hmm. un, I am uncomfortable. Yeah. I know Kalani, like Kalani's more comfortable with it than I am. But I was like, for a while, there's like, oh, fuck, bro. Like, I, I don't know what I'm talking about at all. Right. D and different where, numbers. Yeah. Different numbers. I'm learning. It's real estate, but like it's really like a business and a facility and something that mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable with and I got to learn. But mm -hmm. learning that putting myself in that situation. What's it called? Oh, we got put on blast the other day in a not put on blast, but like we had to talk about a facility that we're evaluating on a mastermind call. Whew. All these people own at least one pressure. facility. Pressure, bro. That pressure. is pressure. That's some oh shit that give you some God. anxiety. Bro, what? <laughs> and Kalani is like you you like um and I have crazy anxiety. Nobody knows because I'm pretty nonchalant, but like yeah. I'm freaking out all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am freaking out all the time, or at least I'm thinking about how I need to solve these things. Yeah, and it gives me anxiety. And Kalani's like, "Oh, I didn't think you were that stressed about it." Um, <laughs> she <laughs> says we're put on blast. You don't have to shoot a girl. It was so fucking bad. <laughs> to where, like, then they asked some things. Like, they they legitimately said, like, you guys haven't been working hard enough. They're like, you don't know how to evaluate something yet, so you need to work on that. And then I so pause, so pause, so pause, right? Because when did you guys go to this? Uh, this is the one from the one you guys had went out of town together with, right? Yeah. So when did you guys go to that? When was it, babe? Like a month ago now? Yeah, I think it was like a month ago. So about a month ago. Okay. So yes, you are running two businesses. And realistically, would you say that that that, that comment was true? Oh, bro, it was so true. And that's what's worse, right? You, you got to look I yourself mean? in the fucking mirror and be like, hey, yeah. listen here, bitch. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. And then, but now, okay, like I try and break down a storage facility a day. Like, and I, mm -hmm. and then Kalani sat down with me and she was like, Stratton, you aren't taking this like your third business. Like, you're taking like a hobby. And that was a hard conversation for me to have with her. But she <laughs> was like, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> She's in the room so behind good. me. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we had to like sit down and talk about it towards she was like, 
you aren't taking this seriously enough compared to the other things you're running. She was like, it is a business for you. And you say it's a business, but like you don't have like, it's called the structure that you have in your other businesses. So I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah. Like, I don't have time set aside. Like, I'm not sitting down and I'm not learning enough. It's not a priority to you. It's not. It wasn't a big enough part. Well, yeah, it wasn't a big enough priority. And I hadn't been sunned. I get. I feel like I get yeah. sunned every fucking yeah. day. It's okay to get sunned. It's okay, bro. Like, yeah. But yeah, bro, it's. But getting that uncomfortable and like presenting in front of that group mm-hmm. was really, really uncomfortable. But again, like, was that not a really, really big growing moment to where now, like, okay, Kalani, what is it? So as soon as I drop off my son at school, I talk to my dad on the way home in the car. And then until my day doesn't really start until 1030. So from 830 till 1030, it's my time for storage, like evaluating, calling brokers, calling sellers like that is what I've set yeah. aside for storage time. I didn't do that before. And unless yeah. I would have had that situation, I would have never known. Ways, there's two ways that that could have, that could have gone. Like, and let's just be honest. Um, and again, it comes a lot with the people. Oh, fuck. It has a lot to do with the people around you. Because you could have easily taken that moment and you could have just fucking tanked it. You know right. what I mean? Like you could have got put on blast. You knew you weren't putting the work in. You could have called someone. You could have bitched about how oh, they put me on blast. You know, blah 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 blah. But again, we talk about extreme ownership. You you had to look the man in the mirror, right? But it helps when you have someone next to you saying like, you know, yeah, you ain't treating this. You know what I mean? Like it's a business. You know what I mean? You over here worried about this one and this one, but what about this one? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so it was great because not only did you have to look in the mirror, but you you've already been trained. You know what I mean? To 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 know that I can only go up. There's no there's no going backwards. No. You know, but you could have had someone next to you who would have enabled you. Like it's okay. Like I you've been reading the books, right? You've been watching videos. I know you've been watching them, blah, blah, blah. But like, no, she was like, No, you're not putting enough time into this. So that, you know, we talk about relationships a lot on this on this uh podcast too. And so I think that was that was huge, man, because she she had a light, you know, she lit something under your ass too. You know, so I thought that was that was that was important, man. And that but that all came from being in a really, really, at least for me, uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't confident and you you don't just get confident out of nowhere. I no. think people mistake that, that like you have to start somewhere to where what's it called? I feel like I'm very good at public speaking. Yeah. But then for like the meetups, <sighs> bro, like I started off talking in front of a couple people and still shitting bricks. But like yeah. I, I could hold my water and then it got bigger and it got bigger and it got bigger. And then we're talking in front of a room of like 400 people. Right. Yeah, but like it, it took a lot of work to put in there to get confident 100%. enough to not like sweat and mm-hmm. cry in front of everybody else and curl into a ball. And, you know, what's funny is because I feel like the nervousness when it comes to that and the anxiety that comes to that, like me just having to stand up in a room and talk, introduce myself and say what it is that I do and why I'm there freaking gives me the same type of anxiety. Right. But I used to teach. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so when I look at teaching for the first time, I, I think about all the times that I was nervous before getting up in a room um, and the times that I wasn't. And it, it all came down to confidence. When you know what the hell you're doing, you're not worried about talking in front of nobody. Cause you That's know, another, you know, right? fire about to come out of your mouth. Like, you know right. what I mean? I know like, what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> you know, ain't nothing but fire about to come out. So you're not tripping about what people going to think. 
And, you know, a lot of, again, a lot of that stuff also comes down to confidence, right? You have to, you have to get to a point with yourself, repetition, you know, so we keep talking about growth and stretching yourself. When you're confident about something, you have, there's not a lot of fear when it comes to putting yourself out there. Yep. And I mean, Ed Milet does really good with this to where like, you got to keep the promises to yourself if you want to be like, be confident and build that Mm self-confidence to where like, okay, if I say I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And my word is bond to myself as well to other people. But that, like, you start telling yourself, no, this is what I fucking do. Yeah. Like, I've done this so many times. I keep my promises to myself. And then, like, you're confident. This is my like, this shit. Is, this is my shit. This is who I am. Like, if I say <laughs> I do, do shit, like, yeah. I make it happen. Yep. And sometimes you got to lie to yourself until you get there. You know what I mean? Like, and not lying, like, but you're not working. Like, you know what I mean? If you're working. Like it's good for you, for your mental, for you to, for you to just tell yourself, like, you know, again, just speak it into existence. I wanted to bring up uh, what Blake has said. Uh, he said, being broke is hard, but being comfortable in a cush job is sometimes a bigger trap. Keeping an uh, eye on them. The golden handcuffs, man. We're, look, we're business owners. And if you have a good employee, what are we going to do? Pay him more so they don't leave. I'm going to pay him more because I know keeping him there is going to make me a whole lot more. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's that's tough, man. That's that's more going to be, you know, only how I feel like you really get out of that part of it is when you got people around you with a bigger vision, um, because if you don't have people around you with a bigger vision, that cush job, I mean, you made it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, you think about it. Well, so I think Kalani's job is her old job is a perfect example. And I don't oh, think there's bro. anything wrong with um, working a nine to five. But like we can use Yo, Kalani's job. She had a really good job, bro. When you told me she she left, I was like, Whoa. right. <laughs> yeah. But it was the golden handcuffs. She came out of college, was making more money than most of America. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like got an insanely good job out of college. And then but they paid her because they knew it's the golden handcuffs and people will stay with them forever because they're getting paid so well. Yeah. Even though, but like, Bond be working like 16 hour days sometimes. Mm. And on salary, like, you're not, like, so you aren't getting paid more. You're, you're still putting up with more, bullshit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's all that nonsense. But, but like, those golden handcuffs are scary. And I, I truly, I don't see anything wrong with working a job. I think more people need to keep their jobs for longer. Yes. With a vision, like you said, with a vision, your eye on the, on the goal. Um, I heard um, where they talk about, you know, use your job. And Blake is a great example of that. Right. Use your job as your job isn't isn't your isn't your destination. You know, what I mean, it's your vehicle to your destination. Yes. Michael Zuber. Great. Exp- uh, great example of that. Right. He wrote a book. One rental, run one rental at a time. He used his job as the vehicle that got him to financial freedom. With him and his wife's job, they went and they bought rentals until they were able to retire themselves. You know what I mean? So um, that's keeping your eye on the goal and using your job as a vehicle and not using it as your destination. It's not where you're supposed to end up at. All right. And I mean, you can still there. There is a misnomer with how much money you can make doing things. Mm hmm. If you have a job that's paying you multiple six figures, you're gonna have to go. There's a time learn. factor, though. There's a time factor. If your job's paying you that damn much, you're not at home that much. It depends, though. Like if you have a really good job. Would, if you have, who's you know, paying that damn have, much and they always at home? What's it called? Within. So my goal is like we're 100 virtual. Okay. We will have multiple people in our company to where 
I want to pay them six figures. We all work from home. And then my big thing is for them, and I know I'm building a culture is like, no, you need to set aside time for your family. If there's a time sensitive thing to where I think it is a deal that needs to be wrapped up, an important client that needs to be handled, handle that. But you'll never get back time with your family. And like I preach this to our people to where I'm proud of our company to where we have people overworking and working on Saturdays. And we tell them, like, you got to stop working. be fucking amazing because at the end of the day, money correlates with time. And if you're paying them a lot of money, you're going to need a lot of their time to make up for the money that you're paying. I don't see that because I see you're growing. And again, you learn how to solve bigger problems. And if you can solve bigger problems faster, I'll pay you more. Touche. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, if, well, if yeah, you, yeah, you're solving a bigger problem. Yes. You're solving a bigger problem. I don't, I don't court. And I tell them, like, I don't correlate you with time. Mm-hmm. I correlate you with the problems you can solve for our company. Okay. Like they're damn near all salaried. I was like, just get your fucking job done. Like I don't even look at how many hours you're working. <laughs> I'm gonna pay you regardless. Like man. I'm gonna yeah. pay you regardless. Like we love you. We want you to support your family. But I yeah. care about the problems you solve. Like, yeah. is this job done? Is this client handled? Like, are are these things being handled? Because like your time isn't in that unless you're doing a time sensitive thing. But more times than not, like the people who I will be paying six figures, I'm paying them to be able to make high level decisions. I'm not paying so you them. don't have to make those decisions. Right. And then I'm making other decisions there. But like I'm not paying mm-hmm. them so they can fucking sit in an office all day and do grunt work. Like you're not paying someone six figures to do grunt work. And hey, that was pay, another. Would you pay someone six figures to run social media? Um, it depends on how good they were. Depends right. on how good they were. All but these, that's a serious these. problem for me. It would both for everybody. Like you look at a lot of brands, a lot of, you know, individual like people. You know what I mean? Like Eric Thomas, right? Social media is fire. <laughs> they are getting paid. You know what I mean? But whoever runs the social media gets paid because the content is just, you know what I mean? Like you, you solve big problems, man. You get paid good money for it. Right. And, and it's, it could be something you love to do. I want them. You can be an entrepreneur in your business, mm-hmm. right? To where like, I don't care how you get done. If you want to pay VAs to do your work for you, but you create great work and then you use the time you have and make less money inside of our company. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. But the problem was solved. That's truly how I think about it to where if I can encourage all of our employees to be just problem solvers and think bigger, mm-hmm. then we're doing something right. Okay. 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 I have something else. Oh, and everybody else needs to think bigger. I was talking to a dude about that today to where we only have so a year goes by so fast to where if we aren't fucking shooting for the moon during this year, then you're just not going to get enough done that I panic about time. Yeah. Like, bro, I want to get so much done. And then like, bro, the week's gone. Like, so I got to <laughs> shoot bigger so I can like, so I can think bigger to get yeah. those problems solved faster. Okay. Okay. How many of you we got? We got people in here. Hey guys, if you guys have any advice and stuff like that, go ahead and drop it in there. We definitely want to, pull you guys in, in here a little bit um so what do you got going on or oh, shit it's about to be today's friday so what big happened this week anything anything crazy that you experienced this week something big that happened this week um we retained a really important employee for us okay for the, for the time being and it wasn't for she stayed with our company because of culture even though the other the other position will let's just say it'll pay them multiples of what they make with us and they stayed because of culture 
And they stayed because of culture. That because was really it, mean, it means something to to love where you work. Well, and they're bought in, right? They're an entrepreneur in our company. Like we've given them enough. Oh, that's the crazy. What's the word I'm looking for? And they have enough initiative to where like I expect them to solve problems and make decisions to where like they they're like she was like this is my baby. Mm-hmm. She's like I've been helping build this. Like we are solving problems. I've been helping build this, and so that means we've created a good culture. Mm. So that was that. That's been my biggest win. We had another girl do the same thing a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Where, like they're staying with our company. Like I, we love who we work with, and we love what we're building, and like we see the upside for us. Okay. So that's been the biggest wins for me. Nice. Um, on this end, I'm trying to. I feel like the weeks just go by so fast, bro. So fast, it's, bro. It's ridiculous. Um, we were able to save a deal oh. over the weekend. Oh, that's a big win. It was a, it was a, it's a huge win, bro. I mean, when you talk about, you know, every once in a while you got to give yourself a gut check. I think sometimes we get in this business and you know, when you first start off, um, you know, I think my first deal was 20 grand that I JV'd with Darren Wade, right? We made 10,000 a pop yep. and bro like smile ear to ear like, you know, I mean, it was amazing. You know, what I mean, to make $10,000, it was it was a mind mind shifting moment and so Right. Life changing, if anything. Right. And so you get to a point to where you start closing bigger deals and sometimes you you you, you frown upon a five or ten thousand dollar wholesale fee. Small deals pay the bills. You know, and, and it's funny because I'm I, I say that all the time. Like, hey, keep hey, keep the lights on. But the funny thing is, I, I'll say that about, with, with a thirty thousand dollar deal, like, hey, yeah, hey, keep the lights on, like, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, but that's just to keep myself down, you know. So, um, this was a deal. The deal was gonna be huge, bro. And so, um, I had a sell, the seller reach out to me. It was just like, you know what? Like, it's 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 been taking a long time. I don't like what the other people in that has, you know, other people in the situation, um, what they're what they're asking of, and how they just they're able to control this so much, you know what I mean? And so, they're like, I'm just gonna keep it. I don't even want to sell it. Yeah, bro. You told I you told me well, you told you sent me a text, bro, and I bro, called you immediately. Crushed me. <laughs> crushed me, bro. Did you see me post a uh, post that uh, picture today? Of what? It was it was one of a Connor Connor McGregor. And he was like sixty thousand dollars, baby. Right? And it said like when you when when, when the uh, lead comes when in. When the lead comes in. You know, it says don't count your commission before you know before the deal closes, and he's like sixty thousand dollars, baby. Like, bro, that was me. I'm like, oh, I'm about to, who I'm about to do this? I'm gonna go drop this on this, and we gonna take it to to the moon, baby, right? And so then when he, you know, and so when the other person came into the equation and just just like, oh, I think the purchase price is too low, and I'm like, oh no, it's we didn't have the appraisal, we done did all this. Like, I'm trying to hold on tight. You know, and I had a, even I, you know, I had I think conversations with you like, bro, like I got to check myself like, bro, like these like this is a big spread. And I'm like, I'm going to end up losing a deal because I'm afraid of eating at my eating at my spread because I bought, I, I got it really, you know, that's, really, that's very true. I got it that's really cheap. True. And then for the seller to call me and be like, you know what, I'm just going to keep it like, bro, crushed me because how, how much sooner could this deal possibly been done? Had I did that earlier, I don't think it would have changed. No, knowing that situation, I don't think. But knowing that that other person, that's always been an, an issue. But we always thought it was a way around it. 
You know what I mean? That other so, person's going to fuck shit up regardless. <laughs> who knows, right? And so person decided they don't want to sell it. Uh, reached back out to me. I think two days later, it was like, you know, hey, we're going to try to do something else. Um, you know, you still want to work with us? And I was like, I'm like, for sure, this is God giving me a lesson, bro. Like, <laughs> the guy was like, you being greedy, Mike, take what you can get. Because, you know what I mean? You went from this to nothing. And so that's kind of we hopped on the phone with the other individual involved and negotiating it like that. I mean, I, bro, I'm losing like I don't even want to say losing. That's that sound bad. But, you know, it was, oh, it was I, didn't, a, I didn't know you did that. How, bro, how, what's bro, the percentage that that person bro, took out of it? I don't even want to talk about it. What's the percentage, bro? What's the percentage you fucking let's just let's just say let's just say the purchase price. Uh, you know what the purchase price was. And this other person came and was just like, I want 70. And I was like, what do you mean? On their own? On their own, what? You know what I mean. So <laughs> I'm taking a forty. I'm taking a forty thousand dollar hit. You know what I, I mean. I gotta watch But it's still, language. but it's still a good deal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Based off of principle, I'm throwing my phone at the fucking wall. Oh my god. It'll keep the lights on, bro. <laughs> it'll, keep, it'll keep the lights on, Mike. I didn't know that. You didn't even tell me about that. Uh, Fuck. Well, I've been, hey, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to find a way to process it and, you know, uh, process it myself. You know, so, damn. Yeah. So, but based off what they were talking about on, like, appraisals that they had, um, they were sitting there saying, like, oh, it's, you know, I got, we had, like, 135, da-da-da, and I'm just like, oh. You know what I mean? I'm over here sweating, like, Damn, there ain't gonna be nothing in this. And so when she when she was like, I want 70, she was like, I don't care about the rest of them. You know, so I'm not I'm like, what? I don't care if they don't get nothing. She's like, I don't care if they don't get get nothing. I want 70. And I was like, damn. So we had to, you know, I was just like, look, I can't go back to the others. To the others, I can't go back to the others and tell that you want 70. <laughs> well, this is why I hate wholesale because you deal with people like this, you know what I mean? Like, I, and, and the cold part about it, bro, is, is she wasn't like necessarily like wrong, you know what I mean? Like, based off numbers, like, she wasn't unrealistic off of what she valued it at. I think she was more – so I think she valued it at – like if it went at that evaluation split amongst them, you know, it would have been a little bit less than that. Um, but now you get into family problems. He owe me this. This person owe me that. Like, you know what I mean? So I was just like, look, I can't I can't take it back to the others and be like, this is what you want. But I, this is how I can structure it so we don't have to mess with the purchase price and stuff like that so it can be smoother <laughs> throughout the – you know, throughout the thing. And so um, – I told her I'll personally bring her down whatever was left after closing. Good God. So we'll see how that goes. Better write that. I don't, I don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I what, want 70. What are you doing to keep yourself uncomfortable, bro? Um, shit. What am I doing to keep myself uncomfortable? I mean, I'm still not necessarily comfortable talking on phones. Really? Mm-mm. So I mean, I still, I still hop on the phone. I don't cold call. 
the just you know again lead management lead management um i don't know bro i feel like every day i'm just trying to do something proactive i guess <clears throat> so just shit i mean i don't know i don't know i don't know what uncomfortable for me right now is i mean and we're gonna have a come to jesus moment you need to find <laughs> that shit out, right because that's that's gonna help us push yeah, farther. you know what i mean like i think um Shit, man, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know what that is for me at the moment. I do know that I was I was get, getting spread kind of thin, and so I had to like do a little bit of refocusing on the things that kept the lights on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, um, doing a little bit more of that. Um, I'm comfortable. I guess you could say kind of like organization, man. I I really I really hate that shit. And so, um, trying to just stay focused and getting into my CRM and making sure that I'm you know, keeping notes on things that people we talk to and, and scheduling follow-ups and, you know, little things like that. So I guess that's something that kind of makes me uncomfortable just because I don't really care to do it and because I'm not great at it. Um, but when I, I realize whenever I do do those things, that things really just start moving. So um, I continue to do them. I mean, could we delegate those things so you could focus on your unique ability? <laughs> I, I truly think you're really good with people. So, so things that things that make me uncomfortable is spending money like that, bro. <laughs> okay, like I can spend money, like you know what I mean. But, but like, spending money on a person, spending money on a person, just because I know I'm not great with organization, and so I feel like I'm spending money on someone that I can't necessarily direct, because sometimes I don't even know what need you know what I need to do. You don't want to let go of the vine, huh? What vine? Have you read Traction yet? Yes, I read Traction. You know how they talk about letting go of the vine? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to let go of the vine. That's what that is. Like, you're afraid to delegate. Um, I don't... Yeah, because like we, gotta, we both like you know, you know you shouldn't more. be doing that shit. <laughs> I feel like you got to know... Kind of like like you said, like it's it's systems and processes, bro. I'm not good at systems and processes. If I had if I had better systems and better processes, it'd be easier to delegate something because I at least know what would be getting done all the time. If that makes any sense, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this afterwards, or I'll help you out. But I did start scheduling more appointments. That was that was one of the biggest things that we got into. Um, was just like, hey, like I don't care what their price is. If they talk about one to sell, put it in the calendar. Let's go see them. There you go, and well, that will bring momentum back in your life immediately. You know that's what, what you got to do when you low key hit a low button, and like yeah. it's a real thing to just hit a low. Because I haven't, I haven't been on appointments, like bro. Unless they're like, I'm ready to sell right now. Like I'm going with COVID hitting, everything's been virtual, and that's like you said, you know, in my what do you call it? Unique ability. And your unique ability, right? So that's where I believe that I'm unique. That's where I believe 100%. that I thrive. And so that was one of the things. It was just like, I don't give a shit like what the numbers are. Like if they want to come, you know, if they want to set up an appointment, let's get to that appointment. I can bring him with me and he could just kind of see how it works. You know what I mean? 100%. But yeah, you need, you need to um, let go of the vine. Mm -hmm. Just keep going to those seller appointments. Maybe um, I don't know what Chris is good at, but like maybe you give Chris a little bit more. Yeah, we talk about that off air. 
<laughs> no, but but no, for sure. But not nothing about his ability. You know what I mean? Just not, just, not yeah, his yeah, ability. Yeah. It's um, yeah, what he thrives awesome. in. Yes, what he, he thrives, thrives in. He's he's a go getter, man. And I think that's that's a great thing. You know, he he's he's working. He's doing great. Like, because why is Chase so awesome for me? Because because Chase is great with systems and processes. Chase is the exact. We took predictive indexes the other day. We paid a lot of money for these shits. Uh huh. And um, oh, I got a story for that after this. Uh-huh. We paid a lot of money for this. And I came back a Maverick. The first thing it says is high okay. risk tolerance. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's you down to the T. Does not need any, does not need a lot of information to make a decision. Chases comes back and says risk averse needs <laughs> lots of data points to make a decision. <laughs> Yeah. And he, he came back as an operator and it an operator, someone who likes yeah. the systems and everything else. And yeah. it legitimately says like, I'm my head's in the clouds and I'm just thinking bigger. 100%. And so it complimented it. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, my, I probably do need to take one. I, I say it, I say it all the time. Cause uh, I always listen to ET and I'm always talk about it. And I'm like, man, I probably need to get on there, but I feel like it's just so obvious. <laughs> it's just so obvious what I like, you know what I mean? Or what I, what I thrive in. Um, and what I'm not good at, but you know, you were blessed with Chase, you know what I mean? I just such I'll give you, um, I'll bring this book to you on Monday. Cool, this is I, the need, book I need, I need an audio book, bro. You, you have to read this one. No, I don't like it's it's an actual, like, you have to listen to it. Is reading they don't have an audible, it's too interactive, then it's not a real book. Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh. But but Chris isn't Chris isn't isn't that like bro like we're we're like almost the same like you know what I mean like he he's that gonna be me a, and Alan. yeah he's gonna be a guy he's a go getter bro like that's just that's where he we hunts. that's where we, we hunt we're hunters bro he like hunts. that's <laughs> like that's, so I, that's what I love the most about him you know what I mean right. the more the better he continues to get and he starts to fit get his get his groove in it you know what I mean he matures a little bit you know he's like I said he's real young um, but once he starts honing in on that starts investing in himself a little bit more. Like he's gonna be that he's gonna be a dude that, I mean, yeah, he's, he hunts. he's gonna be a shark, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't have, I, I, bro. A lot of my time sometimes I'm sitting back thinking like, damn, who could be good at this? Okay. Like who geeks out on systems and processes? And and no one comes to mind. If you geek out on systems and processes, and you've been interested in real estate or something that you've done before, or you'd like to learn it, like, feel free to reach out to me. Like, I, I'm I'm oh, willing yeah. to explore that because the value in that is, is fucking awesome. And I understand that that's something that I need. Um, I just, from what I see, I haven't been able to find anyone who, who genuinely in love, loves doing that stuff. 100%. <laughs> What's it called? So we spent all this money on these personality tests. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the phone with my business coach. Why the fuck did you buy those? <laughs> you paid me for a reason. You need to talk to me about this shit. Shit was worthless. What are you doing? I was like, oh, son, son. Really? Oh yeah. Like it was. Um, I still think it was a good investment, but he was legitimately just like, um, he like you, and I was like, I didn't think it was a big enough problem for him. He was like, you paid me to come to me about these decisions. Yeah. Next yeah. time, I ask. He was like, I, he's like, you're not asking enough. He's like, you already paid me money, so you can talk to me about this, so we can structure things the right way. So, so what? what how would you've gone like? Because I feel like it's important to know where your unique ability is. 
Um, like I think we we internally we kind of know what we like to do, but it can it can also reveal skill sets that you you know that you may not have even um, correlated with something. And be like, oh, that's what it's called. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it, it kind of open your eyes to some things too. For this, it was more of culture building and knowing how to put people in the right seats and seeing if they're actually thriving. Because I really care about, like, again, I don't want to put you in Chase's role. And I'm not, if you are a really good interviewer and you will be, and like mm -hmm. you could bullshit me, and then I'm six months down the road, like, hey, fucker, what's going on mm -hmm. here? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want that. Like, I want to. So place you paid for it for everybody? Yeah, for our entire company. Oh, I thought you just did it for you and Chase. No, for our entire company. Oh, well, that's why you got sunned. Anyone, anyone who gets hired <laughs> takes one of those. And then at, it's still a determining factor on whether or not we'll hire them because we know the type of personality that we need to get things done. Like we have it down to a science. So then is it really a waste of money if you know exactly what you're looking for? Um, I don't think so, but he truly did. Right. But that, that's why I pay him. Yeah. I mean, I can't comment on it because I mean, I, I, I don't it was know. A, it was a decent sized penny. No. Well, maybe that's a decent sized penny. I mean, you're better off hiring and firing, but then that becomes time. But like, so I saw it <laughs> as this is going to save me time because the last time. I have to I have to hire people. Right. And then I have to fire fast. Mm -hmm. But I want to be able to hire as good as possible. And then a period of time in a short period of time. And I like being somewhat diverse. So that way I can promote people within our company. And I have someone and like we hire them to be on a caller, but they have a skill set and a personality mm -hmm. type that I know I'll need in six months. Yeah. Yeah. So that I can eventually just bring them up and be like, okay, yeah, did you did you fit it or are you gonna stay a cold caller? Yep. Right? Okay, they fit These it. These are my now. plans for you. These this is where I see you at. Right. This is where I yeah. see them at. And like I we don't tell them those things. Mm -hmm. But like now our HR department knows if someone has a unique skill set and a good utilize personality it. that fits it, we can utilize that. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> Solving problems early. Solving problems early. What do I do to stay uncomfortable? I take really, really big risks. <laughs> bro, I oh my goodness, bro. I yeah. I there's a there's a few things that is just like, you know, I, I came into the year thinking that I was gonna go ahead and, and, and do this or do that, and I haven't necessarily done it yet. Uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, one of the things I planned on doing, it was one of those things where it's just like, ah, is that something that's really going to benefit me at this point? Like, you know what I mean? So like just trying to figure out really what's um, and finding the people, you know what I mean? Finding someone that you genuinely feel like going to add that type of value to you. That's big. Um, you know what I mean? Like that, that sometimes can be tough because you have to identify what value you need brought to you. Yes. And then you need to find who do you believe will genuinely give you, bring you that value and match you know, that and match that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that's kind of where I am at this point. Um, yeah. Probably need to look a little bit deeper into it, but I'm, I'm constantly learning, bro. I'm constantly listening uh, to podcasts and self-development stuff and mindset stuff and sales stuff. You know, I still stay, I stay listening to Zig Ziglar. <laughs> I still never listen to Zig Ziglar. Man, he he um he actually brought something up um that I thought was dope as hell today. He uh and he and I'm pretty sure a lot of people do it. It's, it's probably common in sales, um but it's pretty much like a um like a power like a power week basically. Okay. And so it's one of those things where it's like your family just 
it, it's kind of you use it to just like get shit rolling. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're cold calling Monday through Friday this week, eight to eight. <laughs> like, you know what right? I mean? Like just throwing down on a straight, week. Fuck just it. throwing down on a week. Like this, this is this is fucking hell week. You know what I mean? Like we're we're about to we're about to go hunt this week. You know what I'm saying? And so I thought I like that, that was fucking phenomenal. Because like that, that kind of fits into kind of what I like to do. Like I'm very, I I, so I like to be aggressive in that sense of just like dedicating like a week of just like not fucking seeing nobody. Like that shit excites me. Like and not in and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like obviously I, I love my wife, I love my kids, but I also understand like sometimes like football camp, bro. <laughs> football camp is just it's grimy. I mean we don't get haircuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we get tired of fucking seeing each other. It gets scrappy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I I, I kind of like being in that dark place if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like that to me that shit is just is phenomenal. Um. So just the thought of just being able to just maybe lock yourself up with your team and be like, hey, this week like this is we're gonna get some shit done this week. That's why I love seventy five hard okay. because it's like I see now like I don't feel as good now personally, mm -hmm. and like I might I see myself slacking. To where like, okay. I get that power week, and like mm -hmm. it's a power fucking four months, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So like I I'm I'm on it for four months, and like I got that momentum, like I'm fucking mm -hmm. pushing. And, and, and I like it, me. and I like it because you really, I mean, we can control outside influences right now, but it, it's hard, man. It, it's a lot of things, a lot of people, a lot of things that just it, it just you're, it's like you're constantly just fighting shit off, like you know what I mean? Like on some Kevin Hart, like. You know, there, it's an octopus, bro. Like you, know what I mean, you just knocking arms off you all day, and so just to, to be able to just and not have nothing like that shit, you know, it'll do something to you. So I could definitely see how I could do something for your business. What? And then Andy Frisella said something this week that really resonated with me. He was like, "I do this shit because it forces me to be on my A game because I know I'm just some regular ass fucking guy from Missouri who doesn't know shit." And everyone else who I'm going against has way more money, way more resources, and they're a lot more intelligent than I am. Mm -hmm. So this forces me to be on my A game all the time. Uh -huh. Right? And that, that resonated with me a lot. Kalani didn't really feel that. But like, I just feel like that personally. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just some random guy, bro. So if I'm not on my fucking A game all the Damn. time, the people I'm going against. Yeah. Like, I, it's no different than sports. Like, I'm on my A game all the time. I'm watching more film because I know these motherfuckers is faster. And that's like, real we, shit. Real shit. Yeah, like I don't, I don't try to keep up with the Joneses, and no, by no means. But that's one thing I love about social media. Like, if you're a competitor, bro, and you love to compete, there. like you have to be on social media. Like, it's I don't feel day. like we people, like when people be showing this and showing that. Like, I don't take it as flexing, bro. Like, you fucking earn that. Like, show it. me that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I need to see it because I'm like, shit. You know, I gotta, go. gotta keep going. You know and what I'm saying? So. It still is it. comparing, but you're at the same level as them. It's, it's comparing, so it's but it's not a different type of anymore. comparing. You know what I mean? I'm using it to continue to level myself up. Like, they're raising my level all the time, you know? And I think that's what's dope. Like, I mean, I don't get excited about a dude posting a picture with his chick or, you know, with, with, with a bunch of chicks just chilling. And she's like, oh, fuck all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, send me, it's, it's materialistic stuff. But for me, when it comes to materialistic things, it's the ability to be able to buy something and it not really affect you. So people can be like, oh, why are you buying Rolexes? Why are you buying that? Because I fucking can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's me. You know what I mean? Don't worry about why I got a $20,000 watch on. 
because this shit didn't bug bug me at all. Right. I'll go buy you one. And what is that? I, I truly want to see what does that feel like. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, bro. That's yes, it strokes my ego. But again, my ego is what what, what grows this business. So yes, yes, I'm constantly feeding my ego with materialistic shit because I got big goals, and this is just steps for me. This isn't a destination, bro. This Rolex was a, was a, was a was the was part of the V, you know, not the vehicle, but it was it's like one step, of the pit bro. stops. It was one of the pit stops to my destination because I know once I start, once I can pay twenty grand for a watch, thirty grand, fifty grand for a watch, what's next? Like I'm not stopping it at a, bro. Like it really means nothing. It's just letting me know, like hey, you've arrived at, you've you've now arrived at what the bus stop, <laughs> certain bus stops. You got to transfer over to the next bus to get you somewhere else. Like that's what it's like for me when when people talk about material things. Material things for me is like little bus stops. Okay, hell yeah. Let's wrap it up with that, bro. Let's Good shit, up, man. All right, guys. Like that, like Thank that. you so much for tuning in. <laughs> if this episode brought you any value please go like it give us a five-star review on all the podcast platforms go follow us both on instagram at michael butler jr and at strat daddy you got anything other closing words man no man i think that was a that was a great episode but i definitely would love to, to get some um comments give us some feedback let us know some uh, topics that you guys would love to talk about moving forward um because again we love to kind of run this based off of you guys so um if you guys like us Share us and let it and let us know, man. And bro, Dame, you tune in every week. Thank you, bro. Every week, man. Dame, Dame's Thank gonna get you, it. Blake too. Blake too. Fuck is Cletus and Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> she- All right. Thank you so much, Blake. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Free Agent Real Estate Investing Podcast. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. If you would like to stay in touch with Stratton and myself, follow us on Instagram. And please be sure to subscribe to our Free Agent REI Podcast YouTube channel and give us a thumbs up. 